week to me and I feel like I need to get this out there this was supposed to come out yesterday but I woke up with no power because I was gonna do it on the actual day but I'm kind of glad I didn't um yesterday was the one year from my car accident and like I as much as I'm a goof I'm also a very very deeply like sentimental kind of gal and I love like remembering things memories you know uh, stuff like that And so even the hard things I try to remember because it just like makes me um, see how far I've come. And so yesterday was the year for my car accident. And so I kind of want to like just tell the story of what's been going on the past year because like this podcast was birthed out of one of the worst seasons of my life, which was that accident and like almost dying. And so I want to share like the heart because I really feel like if that wouldn't have happened, this wouldn't happen and it's really important to me. So here we go. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm kind of nervous. I don't know. I like feel like I need to do this. So here we go. Okay, so a little bit of backstory. About four years ago, I was going through one of the worst seasons of my life. Um, I had my dad stuff happening. I like was going through a really bad breakup and it was like the first and it was all at once and so much family stuff, my like just so much. And, um, I remember that was like the first time I ever really felt depression and I would only get out of bed to go to work and go to church. Cause that was when I, like I started that spiritual journey, but then my life fell apart. And so it was really a lot. And I remember in that time of, that depression it also was because I wasn't going to be able to go to school um I had lost my scholarships I had lost any financial aid and with everything that was happening with my family and my dad I really um didn't have any option so I had to take a year off of school that's why it took me six years so really it took me five because I had one year off so you know I'm not that stupid guys <laughs> um because yeah when you tell people it took you six years I judge you a little bit like you're dumb but I'm like no I just made like my life choices anyway who cares I finished um but I really remember though being in school and hating school and like I would skip class that's why I lost the scholarship and wouldn't care about stuff and um because I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And then when that spiritual thing happened and then my life fell apart and I'm finding all that, I really realized how much education was important to me and how much I valued it. And because I didn't have access to it anymore, I kind of just took it for granted. And I, I think that happens sometimes with humans. So I was really motivated to go back and finish because I was getting to an age where I was about to lose this financial aid opportunity that was like given to me. Um, I worked with like this advisor and she helped me get another like a second chance but I had to really like work hard and prove myself um and so I finished 
in a year and a semester and all my professors are like you cannot you shouldn't be taking this many classes at once but I'm like you don't understand I this fire is only gonna last for a little bit I do not want to be in school any longer it'll be six years when I'm done like no and so I finished and I was working two jobs six classes volunteering I had literally no days off my one day off was Sunday and I was spending that doing the midtown stuff and so um I just was really exhausted but finally when it was time for me to graduate I felt like my life was coming together um I felt finally like it wasn't necessarily that something major it was just starting something and finishing it and knowing every single thing that had like come against me in the process of being in college like everything did not want me to finish and I finally did and I felt like so good about life and I was on such a high and I had started like a corporate job in Atlanta and I was coming to work every day and just feeling really good I started a small group was still doing the church stuff um and through that small group I kind of discovered that I wanted to do a podcast because podcasts are like what kept me grounded in the school and in the hustle and bustle of the the multiple jobs in the college and I was like I really like love it and this girl Gabby in the small group was like you should just start one it's like figure out how to do it and I was really like no who's gonna listen nobody cares who am I and Gabby was like you should just do it who cares just try and that was a month before my accident I'm you know I'm graduated I'm like okay trying to keep busy figure out what I want to do with my life and so I still put it on the back burner but it was always a thought in my head it was like always a dream because podcasts like really helped me a lot in my um college and stuff and I loved them so flash forward like a month after that small group and that girl like told me to just go for it and I didn't I'm on my way to work one morning and I get in a really bad car accident um my head hits the windshield I break my ankle fractured it part of it broke off so I don't even know I don't even know guys I couldn't walk until January so it was just a lot um and I had a concussion and I've never had any um anything like that happen and so like in the moment when that happened I was also supposed to have my second small group meeting that night with like the same girls the same day that I had like I was on my way to work that morning got into the accident but that night I was supposed to have my second small group meeting and it was really a good group of girls like we're having good conversations and so I I remember being in the ambulance not mad about the car but mad that I was gonna have to cancel small group and like feel like I was letting these people down (laughs) and so I'm in the hospital and everyone's like we're just grateful that you're alive and I remember for that first like few days just being really grateful that i was alive because it was a lot it was a lot of impact like the the guy was like if you would have been going one or two miles faster you might not be here like it was bad and I had never had like a trauma like that to like your head um and not to be all like psychology but there is you know my head and my brain like had that sudden like trauma and so for the next few months I just got in this really deep depression because I had this mental fog and I was like oh my god am I ever gonna be quote-unquote normal again like I did not feel like I was ever gonna be myself again I remember asking my friend that had had a bunch of concussions I was like how long does it last and she was like oh it can your first one can like last a long time and so I just remember 
I was working from home, it was a blessing that I had the job that, that I have the job that I have because I was able to work from home. So I had started that job, was able to train. And so like I had all these good things in my corner, like the fact that I was, I didn't have to lose my job after I had just started and all this. And I had so much blessings and provision for me, but I was still depressed. And I remember being mad at God, like, God, why didn't you just kill me? And I remember one day I was really, really low, like so the whole process is really emotional and like literally shout out to my mom because I was a literal demon in this part of my life. I was really, we would get in, it was so emotional and we would get in a lot of fights, but at this time also like my mom was there for me and like Gloria was really there for me who is, um, pastor Robert's wife and she was my pastor's wife and, um, she was really there for me. And I remember one day I was really losing it and she called me and she prayed one of these prayers. It's like over you that you, you're just like never going to forget. And I remember I was sitting outside. I'm literally about to get choked up. Oh my God. I'm so lame. Uh, (laughs) I was sitting outside my porch. Um, and I was just crying and she was like, I just pray that you get your purpose from this, that God, you just revealed to her that this is like the thing that catapults her into her life, into her purpose. Like she was just praying all these things over me and it was beautiful. And she like means so much to me because, um, I think she was worried about me honestly after that. Cause she, she knew I was getting some cabin fever and you know, I was, co- I've been quarantined since literally last October. So I've been at home for a year and, um, I remember her after that being giving me these tasks to do like saying do you want to help do this you want to help do this because I think she knew I was going crazy because being able to help the church and stuff was like my like my thing like helping set up and helping tear down and I felt like I wasn't able to do any of that I felt like I just like lost my I wasn't helping and so she was like letting me help her plan some events and we were doing this single stuff and we wanted to do like a comedy night and she was like plan this um and this is like back in December or November and um we wanted to do a comedy night and so we looked on these websites to book them and they were really expensive so we kind of just like we're not gonna have a comedian we were just gonna have a dinner and we were like getting to know each other and one of my favorite things like people can give me any compliment in the world and I'll be like shut up like you're like you're pretty I'm like shut up you're lying but if you call me funny that's always done something to me because I just want to be able to make people laugh that's that's I don't know it's been like I'm realizing that like that's important to me humor is one of the things that like helps me through helps me through depression like watching specials when I was really low for the four years ago not in any school or anything I would literally go to work go home go to church watch comedy specials and watch church sermons like that's all I would consume and so it like it's crazy that she was like well why don't you just do it if you love to make people laugh why don't you just try it and so she kind of just like creatively gave me these reins to like think about ideas and so this is like during the fast so we're in January now and Valentine's Day is in February and so in January we usually do the fast and so I was fasting like not to be all spiritual but like I was fasting (laughs) And, um, I remember God putting on my heart a podcast, but I was also doing this comedy stuff and I was like fasting for jokes. And so the whole time also sidebar, (laughs) I promise this story will make sense in a second. Okay. Um, 
while I was like recovering from my accident, I was on social media a lot. And I remember coming across an app called Anchor, which is what I'm using right now to publish this. And I had it in my phone since last October because it was like a podcast. And so I've had it. I just wasn't doing anything about it. And so in January, I was like fasting for ideas for the comedy night. And while I was doing that, the idea about the podcast came. And I remember one night just having a talk with my friend Aaron and then doing a trailer and a graphic and then just launching it because I really felt like it was a God thing. And so I launched the podcast, told my story for the first time publicly, and then a week later did the comedy thing. And I really um, feel like the podcast was has been something to help me learn how to use my voice and figure out who I am and I'm trying and because I think like if you go back and listen to the first episode it's really cringe really cringe (laughs) um but that was the first time that I had ever told my story and I was really trying to figure it out and I've done speaking stuff like in college but I never felt comfortable but I'm really trying to like learn and so I started that like on my birthday week and then two weeks later was the comedy night. And so I was starting to like get my voice. And so I get there for the comedy night and it was something happened. Like when I got up there, I was so nervous. I literally like this might be TMI, but like I made myself sick that whole week, like diarrhea throwing up, like because I was so nervous about doing it. But I got up there and something happened. Like I literally came alive. I don't know how to describe it other than I knew in that moment that I wanted to do that. And that that was what I was supposed to do. Because like I just said, like I was, I had done public speaking stuff in college, but none of it ever was good. I remember a professor telling me, you have a natural ability, but you need to be more confident. And so I don't know that I just never felt confident about anything I was saying. But once I started you know, praying about this stuff and having people pray with me and like learning all of this, I really felt like, okay, I remember being so depressed from the accident and then all of this happened and I was on such a high again after the Valentine's Day night. I was like, wow. And so many people were like, you did great. You should really pursue this. And so I was like, okay, God, this is why you didn't kill me. Like, I know I said, why didn't you kill me like six months ago? But like, this is why you didn't. Like, you want me to do this. You want me to pursue this. This is what I'm going to do. Yes, God, like, I've been wondering what my purpose is. Like, this is it. Yay. And so I was scheduled to do another open mic. And I remember literally coming up. Sorry, pause back. I remember leaving that Valentine's night, driving home, like crying God tears because I remembered the prayer that Gloria prayed over me about that night, but about, about the accident and like having purpose come from it. She's like, I really think that you're that that there's going to be a big purpose for this you don't see it now but you will and I really felt like that was it you know it was like me and her wouldn't have been getting close if it wasn't for that like I don't know and so I just was really feeling like it was like a spiritual experience you know and so I mean it was um but anyway so I'm scheduled two weeks later to do um another open mic but We all know what happened, um, COVID, and literally it was the day that the world shut down was when I was supposed to do it, and I remember being really defeated, and then, you know, it was all that uncertainty, and I had just, I had been back in the office for two weeks, 
because I'd finished physical therapy. It was March. I was back in the office for two weeks. I did my, like, I literally felt like I'm getting my life back. And then the world shut down again for COVID. That was that good. I don't know. Um, so yeah, quarantine happens. I get really dark again because I'm home. But this time, my nephews are there. My fa- We're all together. The whole world's chaos and just a lot of family drama going on that I can't talk about because it's not my business. It's not my story to tell. Um, but there was just a lot. And uh, I was living with my family still. And then I just remember being so defeated and, and nothing was happening. I was still going through the motions of the podcast. I literally took six weeks off. Like I just was dark. And I think it was because I was looking again at the situation the wrong way. I wasn't looking at it, you know, as God's plan, God's big, bigger plan. And so I was like, God, I was so dark, but I never stopped reaching out to God and I think that's what is so important to do like when you're mad at God that's when you need to pray the most like I will literally lay on the floor pounding the ground at God sometimes I'm like God what the frick but I don't say frick if you know what I'm saying you know I have to be real with God like that and I think that I think when things happen and we hide from him that's when that's not great, but I think you, you can't hide how you feel from him. He, he made you this way. So like I was coming to him, like what is going on? Like I just am surviving. There were times in this quarantine where I was just surviving. And so then one day at all time low after you guys know kind of what happened on my vacation, like there was some loss, um, my brother's bad accident and everything. I was done. I came back from the beach, which was supposed to be a vacation, and I was done. I was depleted. I was like, God, I don't know what to do, but I can't do this. And literally, that same two days later, that same week, I get a call or get a text from a friend and is like, hey, would you be interested in, like, subleasing, you know, COVID? I've been lonely, yada, yada, yada. And so I ended up moving, like, this God opportunity came when I was at the lowest of lows. Like, God, I give up. And it was like me moving here. Like, that's been a dream of mine. Moving to Atlanta has been a dream of mine for the past four years, three three or four years. It's been a dream of mine to move here and live here. And this is literally I, – I had a dream when I was back in college of a place just like this. And I, I remember having the dream be like, Belle, that's never going to happen. And now I'm literally sitting here, living here, this dream life that literally I don't deserve. Um, not dream life. Trust me, it's not a dream life. Dream apartment that God ordained. Because there's no way I would be able to afford this if my friend wasn't helping me. So it was like God just orchestrated everything. And so being here in the city did something to me. Did something to me being here with my roommate, seeing everything, like, it's just really made me so motivated, and when I came here, it was like some depression lifted off of me. I've never lived without my family. I've all, I've, I've realized, guys, I'm kind of, co- I was kind of codependent on my family, still kind of am, because I'd be missing them all the time, but I have never, I've never, I didn't go away for college, because I had moved high school so 
late, like I was 17 when I moved, I did not want to do it again when college came. So I just stayed home and I got kind of codependent. And so this is my first time like being out, you know, and being on my own and like learning things like this, something lifted off of me and like being in the city has like invigorated me even more because I've always loved Atlanta like my heart is for Atlanta because I used to come down here and just do so many destructive things for myself and now like seeing what God's done in my life it just like gives me this newfound love for the city because I just want to you know I'm ranting right now but anyway so just being here really opened up my my brain and I started writing jokes again I got my book out I started looking up things and nobody was really doing any open mics because COVID and so I just kind of then got a little bit discouraged about that but then I just kept writing and kept doing things and then literally like last week I got in this dark hole of Instagram y'all know how I be doing and I found this girl just a cute little thing and we had a mutual um uh follower and I look, and she's, like, posting about comedy things. And I'm like, well, I didn't think anything was happening. And so then I message her, and she's hosting an open mic, which nobody in Atlanta is doing. And I went, and I was just going to sit there. I brought my friend Stephanie with me. I was just going to sit. But then she was like, you want to, you need to just get up there and see. Because I wanted to prove to myself, like, if I could just, if I could do it outside of a church audience and make anybody laugh one time. I didn't know if I just... If it was like just such a like a high from Valentine's Day or if I actually wanted to pursue this. And so I got up there. I kind of bombed, not bombed, but it wasn't I wasn't as comfortable. I didn't know what I was saying. I was weird, but I did it. And I realized, yes, this is something I want to pursue. It wasn't just that one time thing. This is something that I want to pursue. And so like over the last week, I've just been like researching and watching videos even more and like trying to learn the. like the background and I just feel like I'm a student again like soaking all this up but it's actually something that I'm super passionate about and I feel like it's my purpose to do because I I know what it's like to feel like you cannot you don't have anything to laugh about and I think that my joy my sense of humor came from my darkest darkest place and my darkest darkest thoughts and yesterday was the one year anniversary of the accident and yesterday is when I sat down and had a meal with the girl that I met on Instagram and just like kind of and just trying to learn she's doing this like four nights a week and hosting events and I'm like I and she was like willing to sit down and talk to me and it was like guys I don't know I'm such a sap but it was like hello, can you not see the God connection in all of this? You're having dinner with this girl on the year anniversary of your accident. You know, you wanted me to, ki- like, it's like probably God's is like, you you said, why didn't you just tell me, Montana? Because of this, because I knew this dinner was going to happen. I knew a year later you were going to want to make people laugh. So I think, I say all that to say, <laughs> life is wild. Um, and... I think for me, when I took on this Jesus thing, wanting to be a Christian, you know, take religion out of it, take, take that out of it, you know, cause it's not, it's not about the rules and the regulations and the, it's about your relationship with Jesus. And so when I, when I figured out a relate, like when I found Jesus when Jesus found me and I got a relationship with him for myself not for my parents not for a church not for any like 
it wasn't my parents' faith. It wasn't my pastor's faith. It wasn't, it was, it was for me, it was personal. I thought my life was just going to be rainbows and butterflies and like literally like heaven on earth. And those things do happen. But the misconception is that your life is just going to be easier. And when in fact, I don't think that's the case because you're, when you choose Jesus and when you choose to believe this, you're going against everything that our world tells you to go for. So you have, you know, we live on this fallen planet. And so things probably usually get worse, but I promise you in the end, it all comes together. And when you like surrender it to him, Jesus, God, the creator of the universe is literally the best storyteller. So I would never have been able to write what has happened to me in the past year. Never. There's been so many crazy things that have happened in this process that are all just like God winks, like winks from God, like a little touch from God, like, haha, like where, almost like a where's Waldo. Like he's in it. He's in every detail. He's in every intricate detail. And his story is so much better than anything I would have ever been able to do. And so I think that we all think that choosing Jesus and choosing a life of faith and surrender is just going to be a cakewalk. And that's not the case. And I have to remind myself of that too, because things might be good for me right now, but I need to keep this attitude and this mindset. And I need you guys to keep me accountable for this, that why wasn't I this faith filled when I was really dark and depressed? But I also like devil's advocate here. I think that I, you need to feel all the things you need to be, you, you need to like allow yourself to have feelings and be those. I needed to feel depressed, so depressed that I wanted to I not wanted, nope, nope. <laughs> I needed to be depressed because it makes you realize how much joy is important. And it's okay to be sad, but you, you have to have that inner peace. It's like, a- as low as I've ever been, I always know that I'm going to be okay at the end of the day because I literally have Jesus with me. And it's just something that you have to continually say. And so I say all this to say, like, this podcast was birthed out of the worst part of my life. But also, I don't want to even call it the worst part because it's been the best part because this podcast is literally giving me something that I feel like I'm passionate about. It's giving me, it's making me realize that people do listen to this and people text me all the time like, I got something out of this and I need to stop limiting that because God's doing something. People come to me and ask me, can I tell you, like Katie, when she said that I wanted to tell your, tell her story on my podcast, that's crazy. So this was birthed out of the hardest season of my life. And so I think that with pain comes purpose. And I think when you take a step back and you look at your life, your the most purposeful and happy moments come after those hard dark moments and I feel like I'm rambling but I hope this made sense guys and I just want to say like thank you guys thank you for listening thank you for texting me and and posting it and reviewing it and the buying stickers and supporting it and resharing the post like it means a lot because this is a, a a dream of mine that I really feel like was birthed out of some really dark crap that's happened to me And I just want to make the world a better place, you know, or try to. I think that's what we all are trying to do.
so yeah, I'm taking you guys on this journey with me. I'm really going to try to do some, make people laugh. That's what I want to do. I'm going to go take these classes. I'm going to keep doing open mics. Allie keeps telling me to post reels, but I don't really know how to work reels. So I'm just going to keep trying. Okay, guys. I really believe this is a God thing that you're listening to this. I pray every episode, every guest, everything. I try to be intentional. So I love you guys. I mean it. Um, If you're going through a really hard time right now, please know that you're not alone. You can reach out to me. You can reach out. Like you're not alone and you matter. And your darkest day, I promise you, there will be an even brighter day. Then your bright, your darkest day has never, will never compare to your brightest day. You can't fully enjoy the highs without the lows. So I'm praying for everyone that's listening to this and I love you. I mean it. This is me being real vulnerable, putting myself out there, felt really nervous, kind of rambled a little bit, but I love you guys and I mean it. Bye.